Our scripture today comes from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 18. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis, and today we will continue to look both at the narrative of this a letter in the book of Ephesians, and also look at the narrative of the being of who the Apostle Paul was as we celebrate the agents of change in our lives. I've had so many heroes in my life, and I have looked up to so many different and varying people for so many different and varying reasons, because within their actions, they have been the ones who have displayed what it means to either rise up from the ashes or to rise up and confront the dragons of our lives or be the ones who are just so radically different that we see that anything's possible through hearts of love. Now on Sunday, we talked a lot about the Apostle Paul's journey. And we talked about how once upon a time, Saul becomes this one, well, Saul the tormentor becomes this one who becomes a major voice of the new way. We began to look at the Apostle Paul, even in places of imprisonment, continuing to be the one who shared the voice of hope with so many others. And we looked at the scripture specifically, as we looked at the scripture in the book of Ephesians, as the Apostle Paul talks about what it means to have an inheritance of grace from God. And no matter our past, our present, or our futures, we constantly have this God who is reaching out to us to care for us, to support us, to guide us, to show us a way that we can find our footing in God's love and we can go on a journey of hope and not allowing our shortcomings or our flaws or what we once were hinder us from moving fully into the places of what God has waiting for us. I also used a little bit the narrative of the, the writer of the hymn, Amazing Grace, an individual who took on a very visual mirrored image of what the Apostle Paul went through. An individual realizing the wrongdoings of their actions and immediately turning away from those actions so that true care could be presented for others. I, I want to do that again today as I rehash the phrase, agents of change. We are blessed with so many examples of so many dear people 
who have come along, who have shined a spotlight on injustice, and then have become the image of the caregivers to deal with that injustice. Just a few weeks ago, it was Martin Luther King's uh, birthday and acknowledgement of Dr. King's birthday and the work that Dr. King has done. As I think about the phrase of what it means that you can't fight darkness with darkness, but you only can only the light can fight darkness. We see the imagery of an agent of a change who existed as Dr. King, who went out to the individuals who were pushed aside, who are pushed aside, who were treated unjustly, who are treated unjustly, and open the doors for equality so that people can hopefully find their place in equality and care. That struggle still goes on. The, the racial inequality has not disappeared. But it is the spark of the actions of Dr. King that has gotten the ball rolling that we've continued to have a, the conversations and have continued to live through his imagery of what it means to deal with that inequality so that people can find equality within their being. We look at across the narrative of Christ's being, and as we go through this journey from the birth to the cross to the resurrection, we continue to see Jesus Christ who is overcoming power and Jesus Christ confronting and fighting directly cultural inequality. We see Jesus Christ as he sits with the lady at the well, culturally divided because of where they were born. And for so many reasons, culturally, Jesus Christ should not have been in that conversation. So many reasons, culturally, that Jesus Christ should have stepped away from that situation. But Jesus Christ showing and stepping over boundaries and being the one who stepped over cultural boundaries to be the one to show this dear lady her importance and her greater mission. The effort and the words making a person of lasting significance like Dr. King. Being the one who willing, was willing to go on the walks, the one who was willing to be arrested, the one who was willing to share the words for everyone to hear that everyone can find freedom in the grace of God and that freedom should extend in the laws and the rules of the land. So that people are no longer pushed aside, no longer given the leftovers, but being the ones who find the full place at the table of grace. We look at the narrative of one of Jesus Christ's parables as we look at the narrative of the Good Samaritan. Again, Jesus Christ using 
cultural divisions to share an image that everyone has a place within the kingdom of God's grace. Jesus Christ uses the images of those who have seen with with power, the political leader who doesn't want to be confused as being involved on how this dear soul was hurt or harmed, that the person who had political power and political control walked away. Jesus Christ using the imagery of the religious leader who did not want to sully his hands or become unpure by being with this person injured by injustice that the politi- that the religious leader walks around and walks away. But Jesus Christ uses the one who is seen as a less than to those listening to the narrative of this parable to give him the most importance and to show him what the actions of a neighbor truly is. Overcoming cultural division by sharing the reality of who is loved by God and who has an importance in the kingdom and who is actually doing the actions of care and the ones that are too worried about themselves. I think about this reality as we deal with with things moving forward, as we use imagery of other agents of change, and I think about what it means to be a person like my hero, Harry Chapin, who saw an injustice taking place in the world, who saw what it means to have everything and have people suffering who have nothing, who have little. I think about the actions that exist within the narrative of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount and how Jesus, one of Jesus Christ's miracles becomes this conversation of being an agent of change and being an individual who is willing to step out to make sure that the resources are used properly. I've quite commonly shared that the miracle of the fishes and loaves both exist in the reality that I believe that Jesus Christ kept handing fish after fish after fish and bread after bread after bread to everyone. I believe in the wholeness of that miracle and I believe that Jesus Christ uses this miracle as one small child steps forward to share what they have, which inspires others to share what they have as well. Looking at this narrative and thinking about the agent of change that I've always celebrated and Harry Chapin, his idea of fighting against world hunger was talking about what it means to take what some have in excess so that others can have at all. Seeing what many use and waste and trying to make sure that those who can't get their hands on it have a way to receive. 
There's so many ways that I've looked at this narrative of the fishes and the loaves. And yes, I believe in the divine miracle of Jesus Christ that he kept pulling fish after fish after fish and loaf after loaf after loaf to give to everyone. And I believe in the possibility that the first miracle was sparked by Christ using the gift of a small child and inspired others to use their gifts as well so that when that they were all th through, everyone had an excess of what they needed because they were willing to use properly what they had so that everyone could receive the blessing. I think about the ones that the Apostle Paul inspired. I think about Timothy and, and Titus and everyone that was a part of this revolving door of mentorship that exists within the narrative of Paul's being. I think about Paul mentoring who he mentored and Paul being mentored by who mentored him. And it's this revolving door of individuals being inspired so that they can share the message because someone shared the message with them. And I continue to look at these agents of change. I think about Harry Belafonte, who was inspired by the actions of Harry Chapin and Bill Ayers, who wanted to hold benefit concerts so that individuals could be cared for, that they could raise money to get from those who have excess things to those who had nothing. And Harry Belafonte being inspired with Geldof and working together to do things that created Farm Aid and Band Aid and We Are the World and USA for Africa and just all these things. It was the, in Harry Belafonte's words, it was the drop in the pond of Bill Ayers and Harry Chapin that resonated the ripples that became a movement so that individuals could be cared for and individuals could find their place of care. We see that in the existence of the Apostle Paul. If we are inspired by this hope that comes from our future inheritance that the Apostle Paul shares in this scripture in Ephesians, we begin to see the places that we have been blessed and we begin to be the ones who go out to bless others that they can find their place in those blessings. We see it so richly in the Apostle Paul and his letters to the church of Corinth, Philippi, Ephesus. We see it in his letters to the churches of Rome that he's willing to take these blessings that he's received and pass them on to the next so that they can find their places in the inheritance. We see it through our existence today as we continue to use Paul's words to inspire others to go out and be the caregivers, to see the hope that he shares in today's scripture, to live in that hope that he shares in today's scripture so that we can pass it on and share it with others.
I think that what I want you to take from today's scripture is the reality that Jesus Christ through the actions of justifying grace became the first agent of change he began the spark that should be creating flames in our lives he was the drop of the stone that should be created ripples and almost tidal waves of movement in our lives so that we become inspired to take the things that Jesus Christ has done for us and make it possible for others to see, to be cared for, and moved. Because Jesus Christ did the first action. And now we go out and caringly respond to it. And in closing, that's our definition of justifying grace. Jesus Christ did it first, and we're responding to it so that that love continues to grow and spread so that others can find their place in those blessings as well. I pray that you hold on to those promises. I pray that you hold on to that hope. I pray that you see the blessings of what it means to be an agent of change, constantly responding to what Jesus Christ has already done so that the world can receive that care and become a better place. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you today. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. God is love. Amen.